0: I'm Janelle and I'm Amber collectively we are Brown Girl Alchemy a mother-daughter unit using our personal journey and growth within our blackness womanhood and lives in general to motivate activate revolutionize inspire
1: uplift and heal we hope to navigate through the seasons with you as we alchemize authentically into the best versions of ourselves we are our sister's keepers and this is Brown Girl Alchemizing
0: hey y'all hey beautiful brown girls what's up hey ambi hey mama so listen it's been crazy around here right it's been crazy in these streets it's been crazy in this body it really has like we made a commitment and we really have been trying to get these podcasts out on a consistent basis and we struggled with this a little bit. I think our intention
1: from the last episode was to do like a live podcast when we went to Cuba
0: and yeah <laughs> yeah uh, Cuba let's talk about <laughs> Cuba let's talk about Cuba. okay so let's backtrack. Cuba has been on the vision board for a couple of years yeah. and I don't think either of us were sure if it were gonna, if it was actually going to happen, happen because at one point it was kind of expensive. And then we didn't really know how to navigate the yeah, whole Cuba but trip because there were so, many, there was so many restrictions. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: We didn't know how to actually go about it. And I'm sure y'all feel the same if you haven't been to Cuba right. yet. You kind of get turned off
0: by it just because... You feel like it's not accessible, so you're kind of off of it. Exactly. But I have to tell this very interesting story about how the Cuba trip actually came into play. Right. So um, in an attempt to get back to taking care of me, and I think we spoke in a previous episode about my uh, wellness trips that I would do for myself— I was like, I have to get back into doing that because I just haven't really been feeling that great. I need a little bit of time to myself. So my intention actually was to book a trip to Miami, maybe three, four days the most. And I was actually online looking for flights for for, for Miami. And guess what happened? Cuba? Well, you know what happened. <laughs> Cuba, yeah, is that you? Like, why is Cuba popping up on my, you know, my computer right. telling me that a flight is only... Two when some change, and when then I'm naturally trying to go to, go to like, Miami. Oh,
1: is it a sign? It's yeah, a sign. Of it's course, because totally everything is a sign for me, yes. as we
0: know. So um, the, the Cuba flight popped up, and I'm like, wait a minute. This is clearly a sign. So what do I do when I get signs? Who's the first person? <laughs> <laughs> I- <laughs> she. Yes. So I I call Amber. I think I might have been at work. Yeah. Or I might have been home and you weren't home. Yeah. yeah Either yeah. way, I call you, and I'm like, Am. Listen, I was planning on going to Miami for my own little trip, but this flight to Cuba is two and some change. What are you thinking? Like, this is something that we wanted to do. What you want to do with me? And of course, you said uh duh. Yeah. So, um it was only maybe 2 months and, Prior? And, and, yeah, it yeah, wasn't I don't like th- a, it wasn't
1: a long planning process as far as like. Yeah,
0: no. It definitely wasn't. Not at all. So as soon as I figured out, like, the flight was reasonable, then I went into research mode and tried to figure out, like, okay, what do we need to do now? So then I figured out we had to get our visas. Mm -hmm. And for anyone who wants to go, Cuba seems to be the place to go. And everybody else seems to know how to get there and what to do. But um, (laughs) we used the the reason support for the people. Yeah, which I thought... (laughs) that was pretty funny
1: yeah I thought like she was just saying that because I'm trying to figure out when we actually are on the plane you know they make you fill out those forms and I'm like well why are we here she's like support for the people and I'm like okay so do we say like um citizen support
0: (laughs) and she's like no it's what I said (laughs) I said (laughs) what I said I said said what I said exactly so um we used support for the people as our reason to visit. And we actually <laughs> supported the people is what we did. We so, were in these streets. Oh, my God. Were we in those streets heavy? And I have to say, it was like from the moment em, <laughs> that we got off the plane, it was like Cuba just like opened they their arms like and all embraced creepy. us. Like Cuba was in love with us and we were, we were in love so with Cuba, by Cuba it was and amazing. the people.
1: I think the one thing that stood out to me as soon as we got there was we were embraced by the people there, but we were embraced by the people there because of we were black. Yeah. And they're so connected and in tune with their African their ancestry and their roots and not only are they in tune with it but they're very very proud people oh
0: my god like they
1: are so proud and seeing that and seeing them and how they embraced us and they're literally you know they can't speak some of them couldn't speak that much english on the street but they're like we see you they're pointing to their skin they're like black woman like we see you you're my brother they would tell us
0: most Amazing experience coming from this country and going into a space which had the same colonial history, but to see how they held on to their roots... And to see the disconnect that we in the states have as as black people, it just, it gave us a whole new perspective. perspective. Absolutely. And I think a
1: part of that was because, like, they're connected to their roots because they are very much so about their history. Like, everything is... Yeah. Yeah. Even everything is architect- in a historical context. Yeah. Everything is in a historical context. Even as far as the architecture, you have like Rococo, you have Art Deco, which were influences brought from Spain, Europe, and all of these different influences that mm-hmm. came in, As f- and even just the original influences like the Tainos. Oh my God. Like, we it's learned so rich with culture. So we learned a lot. Yeah. And it made us like, it humbled us. It
0: humbled us. Completely. Yeah. Like, it, it actually broke us all the way down. All the it way did. down. Right? It did. It and broke it took us a minute down. to kind of build, build back, back up. up. Yeah, we're which just is building why, back up. Exactly. Which is why this podcast has been delayed. Because spiritually, emotionally, physically, we kind of needed to regroup and just get our minds right. Yeah, we were out of alignment and we just really needed to refocus. So there were so many amazing special moments, but anything in particular that you want to discuss?
1: Well, duh, like when we went to Guanabacoa with um, Adriana, who calls us our her sisters now, which is super, super sweet. Guanabacoa is the colonial town. It's where the Africans Um, were dropped off and of course when they were enslaved they were not allowed to practice their own religion or have any other sorts of spirituality so they were forced to be Catholic they were forced into Catholicism and they noticed that there were so many different synchronicities and relations to the Orishas and the gods that they praised and the saints they prayed to had similar attributes to the Orishas that they were working with. So they were like, I bet we'll uh, digest this Catholicism, but we'll still be practicing what we already practice because your saints are similar to our Orishas. Similar numbers, similar stories, mm-hmm. so,
0: all the same. Right. So they basically Saints <laughs> them. Yeah. They synced them, yeah, and they were able to practice their <laughs> native religion, yeah, and Santeria was born, Ashe. Ashe, so that probably was. Not probably. That definitely was um, the best part of our trip because we spent the whole day.
1: We started off at Orisha Museum, and I really didn't have a clue that there was also kind of subcategories as far as religions also. I mean, Santeria, I think she said was 89 or 87 percent of the population.
0: Right. But remember, just... Um, To backtrack, it it wasn't Santeria. Yeah. It became Santeria when they combined Catholicism with um, the Yoruba tradition. Yep. And then
1: from there, there was Santeria, Palomante, and Abacua.
0: Right. We immersed ourselves in the culture, their traditions, their history, the people, the food. We were at um, someone's home. And it just was a very heartfelt experience and something that we'll always remember. Viva la revolution. You're so extra. Ah, see, sí, you see. Okay. So we just really wanted to share that because I feel like when people go to Cuba there's this this strong emphasis on social media where yeah, all like because oh, of the colors are, and it's all about yeah, aesthetics. you see the car and the aesthetics and everyone has to serve these series these serious looks which you know yeah. we definitely played a little part in that Naturally. but it it definitely was um, bigger than that for us and we just wanted to share you know our experience in terms of how it affected us emotionally and spiritually and one last
1: thing for us to just like reflect on and think about is that these people in Cuba not only do they have like incredible limited resources but they have to ration their food yeah they have ration books and they go to the bodega and they they only get nine eggs a person a month yeah and I thought that that was like yeah, Absolutely everything was insane. humbling about
0: that because they're a very educated um culture. Yeah. Because uh university it's is free, free, which is amazing. But, you know, they get these degrees. Um Adriana who was our tour host for our experience, she had a master's degree in economics and she's in finance, which I am happen to be in also and I believe that she said her salary was maybe twenty nine dollars a month.
1: I thought she said seventeen.
0: She might have. I don't know. Maybe I blocked it out. I think she said out. seventeen, and her mom was like, "Her mom had a PhD. Twenty nine,
1: maybe. Yeah,
0: her mom had a PhD, and that it just, you know, I, I went through this whole thing before we came, and I was complaining and about, you know, how much I make, which. I have no right to be complaining at all, right? But especially when um, we went to Cuba, it completely humbled me and it made me so much more appreciative of everything. everything. So it was necessary. Absolutely. And thank you for thank that you, experience. Cuba. Yes. And I couldn't have done it with anyone else. I know, Am. It was so special. Like I, I couldn't have done it with, My husband, your dad, I couldn't have done it with Shane. I couldn't have done it with my besties. Like This was something that totally was an experience that was supposed to be for us. So with that said, um, let's just move on to the planetary discussion because it's going to lead us into a really big discussion, some things that we need to talk about. Yes, so there are plenty of astrological influences going on right now
1: that are Pretty much smothering us with all of these fills, and we know I know that we cannot be the only people that are going through right now. I look on my Instagram, I look on my Twitter, I look at the messages that you guys send me, and it just appears to be that we're kind of vibrating on this frequency that is I don't know,
0: it's crazy, it just though. doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't feel good, and it's been like this since the start of the year, yeah. It's had its really, really, it's had
1: its highs, but it's also had its lows. But I also think because we were just going through Pisces season, too. Mm-hmm. But um, right now, we're in the middle of two retrogrades. So we have the Jupiter retrograde in Scorpio. and
0: Scorpio is my sign. Hello.
1: It's all about, Oof. I feel like the foundation about this retrograde is deep emotional alchemy. Um Scorpio is a fixed water sign, so of course it's heavily connected to our feelings, and there's going to be an expansion on emotional energies, which kind of forces us to reflect.
0: Yes. Literally, no feeling will be left behind. Yes, and Scorpio is a water sign, and Scorpio is super intuitive and very emotional, so what that means is you're feeling everything right now. Absolutely, and... We're going to have to come face to face with these feelings that we've either suppressed
1: or internalized or ignored. And we can either alchemically transmute those feelings or continue to suppress how we're feeling. But we already know when we suppress our feelings, it just ends up hitting us back in the face like tenfold. Exactly. So you might not want to take that route. Right. And then on top of that, we also have like mercury in retrograde. And what that really means is just communications just going to be shaky as hell. Hello? Have
0: we not been experiencing this in this this household? (laughs) Yes. Mm. Um, And amidst the spirits that we have, we
1: have a full moon in Libra on Saturday, March 31st. Mm -hmm. And Libra energy is really centered in relationships and love, balance, peace, harmony, communications, which is kind of a contradiction based on
0: what I was just talking about with these retrogrades. So pause. Does this mean that... You know, we're going to feel good in these these houses, these the relationship house, the love house, the balance house. Is, is this going to be a feel good or do I need to go hide under the bed? Okay, I will say this.
1: It's going to be really, really important for us to stay super, super grounded because anxiety might be pretty dominant. Well, yeah. So, that might be is. Yeah, anxiety is definitely going to be dominant and... One thing I plan to do during this time is write a love letter to myself.
0: Hmm. I like that idea.
1: I was listening to Alex L's podcast and Mm -hmm. she talked about how she used to write love letters. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll try that as like a form of just reconnecting and like showing myself a little bit love. amidst all of these feelings because I have been on one. Yeah, we both have. So we aren't going to light a candle today. But we are lighting conqueror oil for us to conquer whatever it is that we're facing, whether it be mental illness, jobs, school, internal battles, relationships, whatever may have you feeling depleted or worn out.
0: Yeah, it's just a lot right now. So I do have an affirmation. And I had to think about this one and um, kind of figure out, What I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it. So, if you just take a minute and if you're feeling this heavy energy, anxiety, depression, whatever it is that you're feeling, defeated, depleted, take a minute and say these words. Even at my perceived weakest moments, I am the definition of strength. I can conquer any fear, pain, or obstacle that presents itself because I am the observer, and I recognize that I am not my thoughts. So I think I want to say that one more time. Okay. Even at my perceived weakest moments, I am the definition of strength. I can conquer any fear. I can conquer any pain or obstacle that presents itself, because I am the observer, and I recognize that I am not my thoughts. Um, anyone who deals with anxiety knows that your mind can be your worst enemy. Absolutely. And I'm one of those people. And it is a daily challenge to get my emotions in control and to get my thoughts under control because my thoughts try to control me. Yeah. And our
1: emotions control us too. They try to control us as well.
0: So that affirmation is something that I hope that you can repeat, light a candle and just sit down and breathe and just soak it in and remember that you're not your thoughts and Mm -hmm. allow whatever you're feeling to kind of just pass through and be the observer with no judgment.
1: And also you're not alone. Also remember that I know that, during those times, you feel like you're the only person that's going through it, but... And you're not. And you're not. It's so insane how many of us are I going know. through it. And I guess this is the perfect introduction to this episode, episode four,
0: when your mental health just mm-hmm. won't let you it be great. won't let you be great. And, oh my God, that's like the perfect title. It is. Because... Especially, we're going to use social media because that's the platform where it's a visual platform. And what we see are people living their best lives. No one is going to be posting pictures of a bank account that says zero. (laughs) Hello? (laughs) Hello? Or a a declined, you know, credit Credit card. card. You're not going to see that. You're going to see people at their best. And we really wanted to just be transparent with you guys and be honest because there's so many people out there that are experiencing things that are not visual on social media. And we're coming with the real, like, We suffer from depression. We suffer from anxiety. Every day is not a happy day. I'm not taking trips and vacations all the time. You know, I'm not smiling all the time. And my goal is to be at peace and to be happy. And that's a daily struggle for me.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the biggest misconceptions that people, we have, society has, about mental health is that it's triggered by something. It has to be an event or a circumstance or an argument or something that triggers it, and that really isn't the case. When you're dealing with um, mental illnesses or mental health in general, whether it be like anxiety, depression, whatever it
0: is, it's a daily battle. Absolutely. And let's say that word again. Let's say this. Let's get comfortable with this word, mental illness because people tend to to judge a book by its cover. Absolutely. People can look at you and they can be upset with you because they think you have this amazing they life. They think you have it all. And and have no clue what you go to go through every day just to get out of bed and to make things happen. They don't realize
1: how much effort that takes. No. How much there have been so many days where I just wake up and I don't want to do anything. I don't want I And it's not that I don't want to do anything. I physically feel like I can't get out of bed. Absolutely. I physically feel like I cannot conquer my day. I don't, like,
0: it's hard to describe. And for us, you know, I think I mentioned it briefly, like mental illness definitely runs in our family. So it's something that we really had no control over but it's also something that I'm not ashamed of, you know, the same way that I got my smile in my eyes and my shape or in my intelligence. I this this is something that I inherited also. So it's something that was meant for me and it's something that I have to deal with. And unfortunately, Amber has to deal with also. So what we do is we deal with it. And we're going to use this platform to hopefully help everyone else who's going through the same things be able to deal with it and be able to express themselves and to feel comfortable with this and not have a stigma, stigma attached to it. One thing that I love
1: that you're saying is like dealing with it, which means that you have to acknowledge that there is something. Absolutely. And I feel like especially within... The black home and the black communities, mental illness, mental illnesses or just mental health in general is not taken serious. It's not acknowledged. And quite frankly, people think, I don't want to hear that. That's white people problems. Right. Meaning that
0: white people have the time to focus on their mental health. Or not even that. I think there, there there's also this thing. We talked about this briefly also that we're so strong as a race. That we don't have these issues. You know, you hear about, oh, white person lose their job, they're jumping out the window. Okay, that might be true, but just because we have strength doesn't mean that we're grasping for straws or we're trying to catch our breath or that we're not drowning. Exactly. Like one thing that
1: you, it wasn't this exact thing that you said, but it was kind of along these lines. Like, I know that I'm strong, but. Sometimes I just don't feel like taking that on and I know that we are even Brown Girl Alchemy we, a part of our platform is to instill how powerful we are and we are we are goddesses and we are warriors but sometimes we don't feel like being warriors right sometimes we just want to chill and just
0: not right. feel at all quite sometimes frankly I can't and I I know I said this to you you know um this week. And mm. last week were especially tough for me. Um, on top of the regular anxiety and depression that I have, I you know, there's things that I go through when it's time for my cycle that most women go through. But what I have is called PMDD, which uh, normal woman may have a few days of um, PMS where they experience some emotional distress. For me, it could be two to three weeks out of the month. So that's crazy. Yeah, there's and it only affects four the whole household. Then, yeah. But on top of that, I will be forty seven this year. So I am approaching what is called perimenopausal. And I can't even explain the type of distress it's causing me. It's like I have no control over my emotions. I'm just a mess. And it's a feeling of despair and hopelessness. And I told you and I told my husband and I told Shane, I don't feel well. I feel helpless and I need you guys to be my strength. I need you to be there for me. Yeah. And that's important to be able to be in a safe environment and to feel comfortable to feel comfortable with your weakness because acknowledging your weakness, weakness. is actually a strength. It is. You have also been dealing with, you know, grasping with these feelings, and I know a lot of it. Sometimes is um, we're so connected that we pick up on each other's energy. So yeah, I know like that my energy is, is super heavy. Your son is my and yeah. W- and
1: then on top of
0: that, we're just very empathetic. Yes. So you've 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 been dealing with not only your own issues, but my second your secondhand issues for me. Yeah, and it just. I don't know. I feel like there isn't there isn't a way to describe
1: how I feel. All I can say is like I know what it looks like, and what it looks like is me just physically, emotionally, spiritually feeling like I've reached my peak. Mm-hmm. And when I reach my peak,
0: you not have only left.
1: I have nothing left. I have nothing to give. My my cup is completely empty, and I think also a part of doing this work is we give a lot emotionally mm-hmm. and spiritually. And unfortunately, a lot of people are energy vampires. Oh. So you don't have a lot of people. Not saying you don't have a lot of people, but it's important to have people in your circle or your family members or just close friends that when your cup is empty, they are able to pour in your into your cup. Right. And not just take from it. And not it. just take from it because energy vampires is just like a whole nother level. And when I say energy vampires, I feel like, did we speak about that before? No.
0: I've, and it sounds bad, but it's not. It's not always intentional either. Even, yeah, like honestly, my husband isn't, <laughs> he's an energy vampire. Yeah. He sucks all of my energy out of me. And there's times when I'm just like, okay, I yeah. need a second. And um, that's okay. You know, a lot of people that we love deplete
1: us. Absolutely. So one thing to be mindful of is if if you have friends or family that are energy workers or people that you know that really devote and dedicate their energy to other people and are always giving that to you, instead of you just reaching out to them and pouring all of your issues onto them, Ask them how they're feeling. Ask, like, check up on them and see how they're doing for once because they're usually the people that are checking up on you. But, like,
0: oh my God, that's such a good point because I can't tell you how many phone calls I get where I don't even get a hello. It's an immediate pouring out of everything that's wrong with the expectation that. I'm going to make things right. Yeah. I'm going to to say the right words, yeah. um, give them the right energy to come just, through. Light workers, yes, come through. Provide this yes. light for me with not one. Well, hey, how are you feeling? Or you know, are you okay? Is there anything that you need?
1: Or it's after you, or it's after they've already spilled everything onto you, right. and they kind of check themselves and they're like, oh, well, well, how are you feeling? No, right. don't do that. If you have the intention of sharing how you feel. Or you just, it doesn't even have to be an intention of saying how you feel. Just call and check up on your friends, the people that you know that are there for you and hold you down. For no reason. For no reason. Even when you don't ask them to and they hold you down. And luckily I've had people there for me like over the last couple weeks that they help me when my my cup runneth.
0: And with that said, I have to to give a shout out to my two best friends. They are my sisters and they are thousands of miles away. Maybe not thousands. I'm not really good with that, but (laughs) I feel like they are though. I don't know. I don't really know the correct mileage. One is in um, Florida and one is in California and they are my world they feel my energy. I don't have to pick up the phone and call them. I don't have to text them. They can feel when something's wrong and they're always, always present, even when they're not physically present. And I know that that is a rarity and I don't take it for granted. And I'm going to take a minute to say, I love you. Lovin, isn't that a crazy name? Yes, Lovin, love you love. she you just love. emits love. She does. And Dana, my two sisters for life, I love you guys. And thank you for always, always being present and dealing with my crazy.
1: Wait, so like, are we giving Bestie shout outs No, then? just mine. Oh, no, okay. But like, shout out to Ayana, shout out to Brittany, shout out to
0: Keith. Yes. I love you guys. You have a
1: wonderful tribe I have tribe, like, too. such an amazing tribe. And I mean... I've manifested this yes. and Kiana kind of, we were in college and she would always, I would always tell her like, I wish I had friends for this. I wish I had friends that connected to me, blah, blah, this, this and that. And like over the past year, I've attracted all of that and then some to a point where it's almost like abundance. Now I, I literally have my
0: tribe and um, I love you guys so, so much. And if there's anyone listening and you're feeling in despair or feeling like maybe there's no one who understands you, feeling like you need um, someone to talk to and there's a connection that you're feeling through this podcast, please reach out to us. us. The, The window of opportunity is open um, this is what why we're building this platform. This yeah. is a safe healing space for all of you brown girls out there because we understand we what you're going you, through. We, we get it. you. We see you. We feel you.
1: And we are, we're here. If you need us, we're we here. We are present. We are
0: so present. We are in the moment. In this bitch.
1: <laughs> Extra. Hello. But the fact that we have... Friends and family members to come to and speak to in these times of despair or hopelessness is dope. Right. However, a lot of people really don't have that.
0: And it's really because mental health is not normalized. It's not. I just want to jump in there really quick before I forget because you know I'm half seen out, but don't rule out therapy. And um, I think a lot of us feel like therapy isn't for us. But I think if you can find an amazing African-American therapist, whether it's a man or woman, whoever you feel comfortable with, that's definitely another route to go. And I just I said this because, Amber, you happen to meet someone. um, I think her name is Jessica. Mm hmm. And let's give her a shout out because... Yes,
1: okay, wait. And she's starting to do events now. Let me just go. Her Instagram is Jessica and the Great, A-N-N. And she's a doctor. She's a therapist. She's so dope. And now she's having these events. And actually, on Saturday, she's having an event called Mad, Serving Myself Session 2, Mad. Mad. And she's talking about letting it go with, I believe, another doctor. It's going to be in Brooklyn.
0: Yes. Shout out to the African American, the black women doctors. My GYN and my general practitioner are both African American women.
1: Yes. Also, I love that you even brought that up because I, just to plug in another platform, I believe that there's a site called Therapy for Black Girls.
0: And it has a complete
1: directory for therapists based on whatever state you're in. Yes. So that's another option if you're interested in as well. Yes. Safe spaces, ladies. Safe spaces. Safe spaces. So, so important. Yes. And as black women, I think another reason why um, mental health seems a little bit taboo is because we are too busy taking care of the world. Mm -hmm. We carry the world on our backs and on our shoulders. And it kind of... When we talk about... Um, mental health it almost seems as if it's a luxury yeah
0: it it almost is a luxury because even for me I think my biggest issue is that I don't have balance I don't have the time to dedicate to myself and mental wellness definitely requires spending time to yourself and what I'm saying is
1: Make it a priority.
0: Yeah, you have to make you it a priority. You have to make it a
1: priority. It shouldn't, like, it. that perception shouldn't even happen. No, it really
0: shouldn't. Like, it, it. yes, you're a wife. Yes, you're a mother. You're a sister. You're a daughter. But if you are not taking care of yourself, how can you possibly be able to take care of anyone else Mm. and your family your friends whoever is in your life has to understand how important it is for you to to get that time to make sure that you're okay and it comes in so many
1: different shapes and forms it could just be taking a moment to just chill out and to breathe. breathe by yourself like breathing exercises breathing techniques like go on youtube there are so many dope ancient breathing techniques that will help you Center yourself and help you become more aligned with yourself. I mean, that's even how... I think that's like the basis of yogis. It's breathing techniques
0: because... And it absolutely helps because with my anxiety, you know, when I'm at work, there are times when I just feel like the tears about to rush down my face and I get up from my desk and I walk to the bathroom. And as I'm walking, I walk very slowly and I just focus on my breathing.
1: Yeah, Same. and it
0: works it does it absolutely does work and it's
1: a way for you to i mean i know our minds kind of run a mile a minute Mm -hmm. so it's kind of impossible i know even for meditation it's really difficult for women some women can't meditate some women actually have to be active instead of meditating because literally their mind is just not still yeah but um it's so hard to just not think about anything, so just focus on your breathing. focus on your breath. If you have to count in and out, but if you are doing deep inhales and exhales,
0: ugh, it's yeah. one of the greatest feelings. And that's meditation for me. I've redefined it. yeah because well, meditation I have... is what you make it. Absolutely. I have not reached that that space that everyone talks about. Hello. I'm not there. So for me, meditation is literally in the darkness. Yes. I need no stimulation, a candle lit, complete quiet, and I focus on my breath. And I find it impossible for thoughts to not be able to run through my mind. It's just how my mind is wired. That's why I'm always anxious. So what I do is I just try to... To not pay attention to those thoughts, they're there. Yeah, but, but you have I don't to kind pay of silence to them. them. Yeah, it's like
1: when you're in the house with a baby and the baby is crying, 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 crying. Oh, you nine, know, I'm not... good at it. And you, <laughs> she's so good for I'm ignoring. I'm so good. I... She's so my good. husband
0: will be calling me. Amber and Shane will be calling me, and I'm just like, I didn't hear you. I can block everything out except, except for, for this damn voice in my head. Yeah, go away. I want that voice to just leave me alone, and it won't. Do you ever say it, though? Do you ever say, go yeah, I away do. and leave me alone? I do, because... I don't want you here right no, now. No, I do. I have to... This is funny. You're making me laugh <laughs> thinking about it, though, because I can't remember this book. Well, I can't remember because I've literally read millions the of books. books. But um, it was talking about that voice, and it tells you to be the observer... And start laughing. And I was laughing at the voice, like, you're bugging. Yes. Like, stop. And- you're trying to drive me crazy. It's not going to work. I'm not listening to you. Yes. But it won't go away. <laughs> yeah, it's it like definitely won't go
1: away. But one thing Brittany taught me this week when she called me is, like, when you hear certain voices, which is inevitable, combat what they're saying. If they're, if it's a voice that's doubting you, like, oh, no, you're not going to get this job. You're not going right. to do that. Talk back to it and give it a reason to shut it down
0: shut it down completely with right. with your tongue and i'm laughing because this sounds so funny like the voice is us yeah. let's let, let me no, just the voice is yeah us. let me tell it's the us. people though because it's like we're not schizo <laughs> we're not, That's hearing, not funny but yes. yeah we're not hearing voices in our head Be, but there are people Which, legit that yeah do. i yeah well for mediums you do yeah No, and not just for mediums, for people that are schizophrenia. They have, like, split personality, which is another mental illness, which doesn't make our mental illness, you know, any better than that. They're all on the same level. If you're mentally ill, you're mentally ill. You're dealing with depression and anxiety. Sorry to label you, but you got to jump on this bandwagon with me too because that's (laughs) called mental illness. Okay, so while trying to navigate through this, because... This is an ongoing battle, even if you're on medication, which currently... Oh, let's talk about that for a minute, because yes. there's a big stigma with the, with the prescription meds for people that suffer from anxiety, depression, or schiz- schizophrenia, or whatever, whatever you may be diagnosed with. Um, for me, I'm anti-medication for anything. Yeah. So um, it's challenging. But um, I did try some supplements, which were very helpful for me a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Not so much right now. So I'm letting everyone know, in case there's people out there who are battling with this, I'm totally open to um, taking medication to help me because, for me, it's more important for me to have a good quality of life than to say, oh, I'm not taking, you know, prescription meds for this, for these issues that I have. Right. Um, there are some other ways that the, can... Sorry, not to interrupt, but the way that,
1: the route that I would take is going to a doctor and seeing, like... Your options. Seeing what your options right. are and finding, and not getting medication and instead finding a holistic doctor or, um an herbalist to work with that can conjure up something for you that right
0: is good for that specifically but that might not work it might not so keep your options open do not be um against whatever it is that is going to help you conquer what you're going through because You know, there's levels to it. And obviously there's levels to it because there's people that commit suicide because in that moment, their mind has told them that they cannot take life anymore, that it's that bad. So um, it's just important to acknowledge what you're going through, acknowledge the illness, and do what you need to do to take care of yourself and feel better. Um, There's other things that you can do, which... You know, I need to to get on this exercise. Is supposed to be yeah, amazing. I really need to, too. whether it's yoga, but something active, dancing. I've been loving I used to, to do dance do lately all the time. Yeah, like that's how I used to stay in shape, like in my twenties and early thirties until I had my ten year old. You know what's crazy? So when we were in Cuba at Guanabacoa, we danced for,
1: <laughs> we danced for the orishas. Like each Aisha has a specific dance mm-hmm. that that they do, and I've been doing that here. You
0: have like just to move my body, right? Um, I love it. Dance is an immediate release of energy, and it's all positive energy. Yeah. So it's it's I don't know. It releases something, some type of chemicals in you, and it immediately helps with depression. So that's an amazing way. Endorphins? Endorphins. I feel like it is endorphins. Yeah, it might be endorphins. Yeah. It sounds good. It sounds amazing. I'm going to go with that. Let's fact check, but yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. Don't hold us to it, but Google. We're going to close out this episode. We
1: really just wanted to fill y'all in and let y'all know the real tea. I know you follow us on Instagram and see us. like We're posting some really great moments, which they are at that moment. But we also deal with a lot. And oh my
0: God! What? Am I just realized something? What? There was one point that I have to make. Remember the thing about? Okay. No, remember the thing about I said about social media. Okay. So guys, I'm not gonna be as active, and I'm battling with this because I know that I, I need to have some type of social media presence because of this platform. But for me, social media is so depressing. Like, I know people go on there and they see one thing. Like, you you know, you see um, a, a nice watch or, or a beautiful pair of shoes or someone on vacation. And you're like, oh, that's dope. When I go on there, what I see is, damn, these people really don't feel loved. Damn, there's a lot of insecure people out here seeking validation. And it sinks me deeper into depression. Like, I literally want Instagram to explode sometimes because I get so depressed with the visions and the things that I see because whatever you're posting, I'm seeing right through it. Like you're not convincing me that you're happy (laughs) because (laughs) if you're so happy, you're not going to be on there spending 15 minutes Using five million words to tell me how happy, happy you are. are. Yeah, like I don't you believe need more you. People. I don't believe you that your husband is that wonderful either, because I have a husband, <laughs> <laughs> and I know the truth about them. <laughs> so, you know, you know the real I know them. The truth. <laughs> so it's like for me, like social media has just become like the curse it yeah. just i'm avoiding it like the plague so i love that you said that cuz the most relevant
1: example of that right now did you hear about what happened at howard oh the <laughs> tyrone <laughs> yes
0: he's out here scamming tyrone.
1: tyrone is out here scamming and i also saw a tweet today that he was in class acting calm like nothing happened like niggas was not just roasting him
0: he's in class first of
1: all he's in class like
0: how is he still in school? I don't
1: understand. I don't know. I don't get it. But
0: he supposedly scammed like a half a million dollars, yeah, right? Like, like almost $500,000 yeah, or seventy five or something. Yeah. And, you know, he's, like, has every color Gucci loafer, and... <laughs> I was looking at all the photos that people were King, posting. Oh, you have to show me his Instagram later. I don't have the Instagram, Angela but G G I own said some He said he had Twitter. this dope, um, reversible shearling.
1: <laughs> he also did a freestyle. Stop he, it. He had a
0: SoundCloud. Stop. Okay. I cannot when deal. We, when we're done with this, I need to see the Instagram. Yes, it's done.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm crying right now. But um, to end this episode, we'll end it with a quote like we always do. So... Along with that affirmation, this is another thing to keep in mind when that feeling comes. And when I say that feeling, you already know what I mean, that feeling or feelings. You may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide not
0: to be reduced by them. And that is by Maya Angela. I love that, and I love you guys, I really do. And I just wish you nothing but peace and blessings. And just remember that whatever you're feeling is just a feeling, it's just an emotion, and it will pass. It will pass, and don't allow that
1: feeling or that temporary emotion to dictate your future, to dictate your present. It's okay to acknowledge it in the present, but don't allow those feelings to determine who you are. Absolutely. Because you are not your trauma.
0: And remember that yesterday is yesterday. It is now the past. Okay. Okay. So thank
1: you guys so, so much for
0: listening and
1: journeying with us and alchemizing with us. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode and that you were able to connect with us through some of the things that we've shared. The olive branch has definitely been extended and we'd love to continue the dialogue. So please engage with us and share your feedback, suggestions, likes, tell your sister, give us some positive energy. You can use the hashtag BGA podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, at Brown Girl Alchemy, at Amber the Alchemist, and at Nelly Mommy Alchemist. Until next time Brown Girls, we see you!